The Talking Book is an independent audiobook recording studio located in Asheville, North Carolina. If you want to make an audiobook with us, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers, this podcast. Come to Asheville, hang out. We record books in a booth. Here's the show. Hello, friends. This is Chris Hartram of the Talking Book Podcast, and I'm here with another episode where an author will read from their new book. But um, what's new with me? I'll tell you what's new. Um, my son Woody is three years old. We just had his birthday. I got him the Master Sword, a toy Master Sword from Zelda. He loves it. Um, oh, I, oh, I'm uh, I'm engaged to be married to Danny Harris. Pop the question Christmas morning. She said yes. I was like, please, God, don't say no. And she said, fine. And so we're going to be married. Uh, I love her. And you know, it's actually the uh, it's the day before Valentine's Day. So it's appropriate to tell you now. That's why I was waiting. I was waiting till now to tell you. That's why I haven't told you yet. But, um, but you know, maybe even more important than my own love uh, for the mother of my children. I love all of you for listening to this. It helps authors and small presses and... Uh, it helps the talking book, and it, frankly, it helps me. So I'm sending you all candy hearts or flowers um, or wedding invitations. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but um, I'll think about it. Some of you may get some. Some of you may not. But it doesn't mean that I don't feel strongly about everybody. <sighs> anyway, today I have uh, Joshua Dalton reading from I Hate You, Please Read Me, which is on sale now from House of Vlad. Joshua Dalton's provocative debut is a darkly comic collection of fiction and fragments about mental illness, television satire, social media emptiness, workplace trauma, and dating in the age of why won't they text me back. I Hate You, Please Read Me is a bold, sad, and LOL funny literary meditation for fans of David Sedaris, Melissa Broder, Rachel Bloom, um, but, um, but anyway... Yeah, I'm excited about this reading. It sounds awesome. So uh, without further ado, here's Joshua Dalton reading from I Hate You, Please Read Me. Hi, my name is Josh Dalton, and my first book is coming out on February 14th from House of Vlad Press. It's called I Hate You, Please Read Me, and it's a collection of stories and tweets. Here's one of the stories from the book. It's called Regression. The last time I saw my therapist, he looked sickly, all pale and clammy. I wanted to leave, but I knew I wouldn't get my money back. Instead of taking the chair across from him like usual, I sat on the couch by a wilting potted plant and a bookshelf full of textbooks and Freud figurines. Gifts from patients, Dr. Chives had explained to me. The weird thing was how many he had, like every patient who'd given their therapist that Freud action figure thought they were the first person to have the idea. The couch squeaked as I tried getting comfortable. I'd walked in agitated and it was only getting worse now, having to deal with a lumpy couch and a leaking therapist, snot dripping slowly from his nose as water pooled in the twin reservoirs of his puffy lower eyelids. He wasn't talking, so I cleared my throat loudly to prompt him. <clears throat> Good afternoon, he said finally, like he was just now emerging from a coma. His voice creaked, so dry compared to his wet face. The room had at least five tissue boxes, and I desperately wished he would grab one. 
You okay? I asked, trying to sound concerned. Well, Dr. Chive said, actually, because I'm not, I said. Dr. Chive sighed, his nose whistling. Do you want to talk about it? I launched into my usual monologue. I thought I did everything right, you know. I studied hard, always got good grades. I was bad at sports, but I did student council. I got into a decent college, graduated with only a small loan, and I'm working now. Finally got my own place. Dr. Chives nodded like he'd heard all this before, which, in fairness, I guess he had. But couldn't he at least pretend to look interested instead of just nauseous? Anyway, I said, everything feels extra pointless right now. I'm not saying I'm suicidal, but I'm not not saying it either. I looked at Dr. Chives, waiting for him to jump on the whole suicide thing. Picking up on my glare, he finally said, Have you shared these feelings with anyone else? Family? Friends? My family is worthless, I said. My parents are busy with work. My brother's never around. They're totally consumed with themselves. Dr. Chives stifled a sneeze. As far as friends, I talk to coworkers sometimes, and I've attempted the dating apps, but I can't say that I'm really close to anyone. Why do you think you have trouble making friends? I don't know. Ask them. Hmm. Dr. Chives finally blew his nose, which stained the tissue red. Yuck, I thought. But I pressed on. Also, it's like, what do you even say? What can you even talk about? You find it hard to talk to people? It's not that. I mean, yes, but that's not what I'm trying to say. It all feels like small talk to me, no matter what the topic is. Like, what difference does it make how many siblings they have or what their job is? And even the things I like, there's nothing to say about them. Like, did you see that show on Netflix? Wasn't it great? Yes, it sure was. We're all just... I made the motion for jerking off. Dr. Chives didn't respond, didn't even crack a smile. I continued, A lot of the time, I feel like everything's on pause. Like everything's temporary, not really real. Like I'm on vacation from my actual life, but a horrible one, in the world's worst hotel. Are you listening? He coughed into a tissue, the same bloody one, not even bothering to get another. Yes, he said, sorry. As you might have noticed, I haven't been feeling well. You shouldn't come to work sick, I said. You could be contagious. You're right. Actually, I meant to bring this up last time, but... Are we really going to talk about you now, I asked. I mean, I'm sorry you're sick, but it is my appointment at all, and this isn't exactly cheap. Dr. Chives nodded, closing his eyes. And that was the last time I saw my therapist. So that was uh, one of the stories. Again, it was called Regression. It was kind of a takeoff or homage or whatever of that John Cheever story, uh, Reunion. Anyway, here's a, another part of the book. Um, it's from one of the Twitter sections. The title is, The Internet is Killing Me, But Way Too Slowly. You. I'm starting a podcast about my Instagram, which is screenshots of the memes I cross-post on Facebook and Twitter. Me. I'm suicidal. Every post is a cry for the help I need to log off. Depression is my peanut butter, and compulsive tweeting is my jam. I wish there was a social network where people only posted about their fears and disappointments, a place where everyone was feeling much worse than me instead of much better. Glad you made a Facebook event just to let me know I wasn't invited. Siri, add, I hate when someone with a ton of followers who's never going to follow me back has such good tweets that I have to follow them anyway, to the list, thoughts that make me hate who I've become. Ironic that being the first person to actually die from lack of attention would be a great way to get attention. 
People will like your tweets about being crazy, but will not like your actual craziness. Stare into the abyss and the abyss asks you to like and subscribe. When I unfollow someone, then follow them, then unfollow them again, that's the real me. Maybe if I find someone to cancel, I'll feel better. Can't I just, like, order some stability from Amazon? I'm just a boy, refreshing my Twitter notifications, asking for strangers to love me. Keep opening new tabs, unsure what I'm searching for. Possibly a meaning? Sure, it was corporate AI marketing ploy, but Spotify Wrapped was also the most interest someone has ever shown in my taste of music. Me. I wish people would respond to every single tweet. Also me. Sends too many tweets in a row for anyone to keep up. When I tweet a long thread bearing my soul and it doesn't get attention, so I start shame spiraling, convinced that everyone hates me now, and end up deleting the thread and returning to tweeting in a style that has gotten likes before, that's the real me. Whoever's depression tweets gets the most likes wins the prize. The prize is more depression. Soon as the pain that Twitter causes me outweighs the temporary high that getting likes gives me, it's over for, it's over for you bitches, tweets. Feel completely disconnected despite constantly being online. When I was born, I couldn't care for myself and I had no way to get attention other than crying. 30 years later, I'm exactly the same. My self-retweets are not endorsements. Who's coming to my Zoom funeral? Can't stay off my phone long enough to charge it. My thoughts are my children, and my tweets are my children's dance recitals, so when you give my tweets profile clicks instead of likes, it's as if you're asking, whose kids are those, without clapping. Ignoring a Facebook friend request from death. Feeling annoyed at people who tweet sincerely about things that don't involve them, while I tweet ironically about nothing but myself. The best part of being in the mental hospital was not having internet. Geez, it's almost as if constant affirmation is too much to expect. Can't wait to not read your book. Attention is my blood, and I am hemorrhaging. Blocking anybody who posts good news without a trigger warning. When I delete my post, I'm a little kid again, sure that you can't see me if I cover my own eyes. Do podcasts count as friends? The people who leave a thumbs up care a little, but the people who leave a heart are the ones who really care. Me, a completely normal person, thinking about responses to my Facebook post. It's called an Instagram story because it's fictional. Found out someone died and thought, I'm glad they followed me back first. I've clicked the refresh button for whole months of my life. The opposite of following isn't blocking, it's indifference. When I shame spiral and delete my tweets in an effort to punish slash destroy myself, only to post the same tweets again once I'm feeling better because I still think they're funny and I still want attention, only to re-delete them the next time my self-hatred becomes uncontrollable, that's the real me. All right, and um, the last thing I'm going to read is another very short story. It's called, Probably I'm the only person in the world to fake drunk dialing. You called him 30 times. Were you drunk or something? My friend asked the next morning. It can feel like being drunk sometimes, the mood I get in, the total loss of control, the disembodied screaming voicemails, eyes obnoxious with tears, the nausea of needing to exercise, being unable. Yeah, I was completely fucked up, I say. Not really lying. All right. 
was Joshua Dalton reading I Hate You, Please Read Me. Go get that book right now from House of Vlad Press. My name is Chris Hartram. This is The Talking Book. Go to thetalkingbook.org. Check us out. Listen to the audiobooks. Get these goddamn writers' audiobooks. And then maybe come here, record a book. It's very safe, socially distanced, COVID friendly. It's not friendly to COVID, but it's, you know, it's safe during this pandemic. You show up, Dave's got a mask on, he shows you to the booth, you go into the booth, boom, the mask is off, you're reading your book, you're having a great time, we're laughing it up. Very safe. Nobody dies. Uh, yet. But, uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Go get Joshua Dalton's book. And, uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Is that stupid? Probably. But I love you, bye. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit Before I Sleeping in the square I was lit